Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive. Producer Dodd here with some good news for our listeners. One of the most influential figures in Wales' surfing history sat down with Tom and Rhino this week, so this is the first of a two-part interview. She's also a massive Pink Floyd fan, so she gets her own music. Anyway, it gives us all great pride to be able to introduce none other than Linda Sharp. It's the halfway mark in season two and time to start hunting down the legends. And they don't get more decorated than this. Linda Sharp is one of the most important figures in these islands surfing history. From humble beginnings in Port Talbot through to a surfing life that spanned the globe, welcome to part one of a special double bill to celebrate one of Wales's all-time greats. As you heard there, a surfing life like Linda's can't be rushed. So we're going to run this across two episodes of Crest in partnership with Elusive. I suppose we're following the season format that worked last year, or at least what we hope worked last year, uh, where we did a double on Mark Scope at the halfway point and then uh, another double on PJ at the end. And if anyone deserves a double bill, it's Linda. Lind, uh, from the Surfers Ball Club competitions, travelling away, the European Championships travelling away, the Welsh Nationals, whenever or wherever we went away, you were like my second mum. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd echo that, um, and as we'll discuss later, uh, I genuinely don't think there's a person who's taught me more about surfing than Linda, uh, be it technique, strategy, uh, or the sports culture and heritage. I'd love to share some of those experiences with our listeners, so to that end, uh, we will be picking your brains about all of the above. But there's a much bigger job which Rhino and, here tried, uh, Rhino and I are here to try and pull off today. Sure is, Tom, yes. Linda will always have a useful take on whatever is current in the sport, but we're really looking forward to hearing about her personal story too. As we mentioned in the intro, how does someone come from what was then a tiny surf community in Aberavon and go on to dominate and trailblaze for decades, travelling the world while they're at it? Uh, it's such an important task that we've taken the extraordinary step of enlisting a videographer too. Is that the right word for you, Matt? Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so if you're using YouTube to get your crest fixed this fortnight, you'll be able to see us on the screen once again. Thanks to the work of Martin John, who's taken a break from styling on his longboard to help producer Dodd in uh, capturing this slice of Welsh and indeed European surfing history. He and Linda have been going through the photo albums and, and throughout the discussion be able to see some images related to the tales. While recording, we may also have a forced break or two anyway, because the ISA World Games is live uh, at the time that we're sitting here. Uh, and Harry Cromwell is taken to the water a little bit later this evening for his repercharge round one, uh, and uh, we can't miss that, obviously. And it is going to be in uh, La Bacana again, so he's mm -hmm. going to have to put up with those big, horrible lefts. I think it's a bit bigger today as well, isn't it? Yeah, but it's cleaner. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's not oh, so windy. Okay. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, it wasn't earlier. It's a t oh, yeah. Who knows what will happen with the mm. onshores in the afternoon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Herbie, uh, Hugh John, Linda's significant other, is, is out there along with Harry Cromwell. 
um, as many of you may know. What's been your take on the event so far, Lynn? Has it been a good event? I mean, we're only three days in, and I know yeah. our will we'll know the outcome by now. But uh... well, it's uh, I, it's yeah, it's been a good event, but it's been a strange event, obviously, because yeah. of, because of the COVID thing, because it's all designed around you know qualifying people for the Olympics, and and the actual title of of get a world title thing has sort of disappeared out the back door, which you know I'm yeah. Is they just they're so pushing the Olympics thing? I just think mm, I don't. Know, I'm not sure. Yeah, because the the likelihood is that whoever wins both the men's and women's is going to be already in already the in. So the, the, yeah. the people who will be taking all the headlines yeah. are going to be whoever snaps up those. Yeah, last and then spots. and then yesterday, you know, we had a couple of no shows of the very top people, yeah. and and everybody was like, the big rumor was, oh, they they can't be bothered with it because they yeah. got their place, they and they've gone home, yeah. but. You know, nobody will know till later today, I suppose. Yeah, because yeah. they're in the repercharge, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And a couple of good performances from this side of the ocean. Yeah. Stanley Norman yeah. taking down Johan Juru. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and Garage McDade. Yeah. Um, beating, was it was it Ryan Callan, I think it was, wasn't uh, it? I'm not sure he did. He yeah. did t- oh, t- no, he took out... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, an Aussie. He was an Aussie. You are right. And, and did you say... Just now, that Emily Curry's just got through her. Emily's got well. through her first uh, rep charge round. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Okay, yeah. so there are there are they're all still in. Brits mm. and Irish people are <laughs> at the bit. moment. They're all still in, which is which is you know good going for yeah for that size of contest with that those sort of people there. Yeah, and the ISA Worlds is an event you're very familiar yeah. with, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know how many you've been to? Uh, first one I went was nineteen eighty in France, and then it's every. Uh, uh, every two years it was. It's, it's, yeah, it's not every year. Then. Alley, so. uh, I, and I and my last one was nineteen ninety four. I just I missed oh, one in the middle, so that's what's that. Seven, seven, seven or six. Then well, wow. oh, we're we're going to come to that in a little yeah. bit. And uh, it is interesting that the way that this year the the big hitters are showing up to the ISA Worlds because um, mm. I remember I think it was ninety six, which you were telling me was the year that you that you'd stopped going to them and Rhino you, Rhino went yeah. yeah and you were in Huntington Beach yeah, yeah. and uh, that was the year they first let pros into it when they were when Fernando was yeah. first trying to court yeah that was his f- that was his first uh, contest as president of the ISA was yeah. it oh okay yeah, so who did who did he take it over from uh, oh, I'm not sure I think it might have been Rob Brooks oh okay Australia right. yeah um, but he he got voted in when I was in Brazil in 1994 Right. Okay. And uh, and from that moment on, he he changed it. <laughs> right. He, he was was he reef Brazil? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He 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 owned reef. Yeah, uh, he took. Yeah, got the got hold of the ISA thing, and then he sold reef. Right. So yeah, he's never short of a few bob, is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's. And you know. that's that's the point where that event mm. then you know started to really you know attract and that yeah. you had a pretty nasty heat in that i did <laughs> yeah i had um had some booties i did the, the one that stuck out in my mind and again i think i went into it really hoping to do well but the realistically <laughs> i mean i had shane bashan mm. mungabari and then the frenchman boris latexia oh yeah and uh i remember paddling out in uh in huntington beach in between the pier there you know the rip went out in underneath the pier and uh they hadn't caught a wave, and then uh, I think I had a, a reasonable wave, and yeah. I think I was leading for about like seven or eight minutes. I was like, "Yes!" I... And then, of course, next thing that happened, I think Shane Besson went past me, did a huge air. Yeah, they are. It was the beginning of the airs. And as I think well. it was, yeah. yeah and was. I think from then on in, yeah. like that was, yeah, that was my dream over. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun nonetheless, yeah. and it was something to talk about down the line. Because that lined up with when they um, allowed professionals in the Olympics. 
It was right, just so after that. Right, so that was like had to match. Yeah, it, well, not had to match, yeah. but that was, it was one of the things the they did. Yeah. yeah, that they said, why are we excluding the top surfers in the world yeah. from this event? Yeah. It was uh, it was Fernando's idea to up the event, if you like. Because mm. yeah, you don't really call it like, the World Amateurs anymore. Do no, you? they it's don't, the no. It's, it's like it's the, you know, the ISA. It's the World, it's the world Surfing Games yeah, now, the they call it, because yeah. it's just got a massive entry, isn't it? It's yeah. just huge. And originally it was the the World Contest, they called it to start with, wasn't it? In the sort of... Uh, 60s and then called it the world championships yeah yeah world championships Mm. have you ever come across any really big names in in one of those events in your time going to them then um yeah there were there were i'm trying to think now well there's lots who went on to to become you know professionals um Alyssa Schwartzstein won the first one that I yeah, went to, right, okay, well, and yeah. Mark Scott. Not not that he carried on; he didn't. He yeah. only carried on for a short time. Hmm. Um, and then you can go you go through them. You know, there's 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 always a few there that yeah. uh, that went on to become pros and, for a while. And Kelly Slater. Oh, Kelly! Yeah, he turned up for the first time in um, in Newquay. Newquay. Yeah, in '86, he was tiny. Yeah. He was absolutely tiny. Yeah, and was he? Was he? Did he stand out at that age? Um, there were juniors in the team then as well. Right, yeah, I think okay. he was third. Was he in the juniors? Yeah. I think he he yeah. came in. He came in somewhere, second yeah. or third in the yeah. juniors. Mm. He didn't win it though. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but because because you know now it's re- all separated. It used to be a full. Well, the first one I went to was um, just open juniors, open ladies, juniors, uh, junior boys, or just juniors. There mm. were no junior women. And uh, there was knee board in it. Wow. I know it was. A, it was because it had George been. George Greener. Yeah. No, no, it was never him. It was resurrected by um, South Africans. Right. The, okay. There was one guy who um, who sort of resurrected the whole thing, and he was South African. And he was he so, called Giggs Celia? No, no, I can't remember. I can't remember his name, but yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's gone for me. That is, I got the I got the program in there. You can have a look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So t- thinking about the Olympics, Lynn, you know, if you yeah. take it all the way, uh, surfing in the Olympics, yeah. did you, was that something, you know, when you when you first perhaps started surfing, um, was that something you ever dreamed of or even thought was possible? It it was talked about quite a lot was in um, in the 90s, in the sort of middle 90s, because the Olympics was still, or not middle, the late 80s, because the Olympics was still amateur. Right. So it was always going to be, uh, if they hold it somewhere. In fact... Um, when we went to uh, California in 84 and we had the World Contest out there, they wanted it to be, um, a, what's it called, a, a thingy event, you know, a, a, a demonstration like event. Like a trial type Because the, the Olympics was there at the same time ah, right. in Los yes. Angeles. Yeah. And it was literally at the same time. Um, and they, you know, we it, they tried to get it to be a demonstration sport, but it, they, they failed to get it to be a demonstration mm. sport because there weren't enough countries in the world who surfed, who were part of the surfing organisation. Right, okay, yeah. So as soon as Fernando got in, that was his drive, to get yes, as many he... countries involved as he possibly can yeah. so that he had the right number to be accepted by the IOC. Right. Yeah, and that, there's, there's Afghanistan oh, and Ukraine. Crazy. And, yeah. Well, there's Wales, Scotland, Ireland <laughs> and Jersey. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was more than happy to see us join, not, <coughs> not that we were ever going to have IOC status. Yeah. But then, you know, neither Tahiti got like a yeah. status nor Hawaii. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's the thing. I, I'm I you know, yeah, I know you can ask me next, you know, do I think it's a good thing for surfing? I don't think it's a good thing for surfing. Right. Because I think it's it just makes 
well, surfing joins the other circus events, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think that's what it's done. And it's been doing it for quite a while. Yeah. It's been joining the circus event because it all it's all television oriented. Yeah. It's all filmed and put out there and you know, so it it's it will and it has done, I think, lost its full on grassroots. Mm. It's the IO, the ISA one is still available to anyone who wants to serve for their country. Mm. As you can see, they've all swapped countries to just to yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> but uh, but then the actual Olympic thing is the top end of the circus, like the WSL is. Yeah. It is just a circus. Yeah. You know, they, it's self-perpetuated in the WSL as well. Mm. Really hard to get on it, isn't it? You can't get on with an invitation. No. No matter how good you are, you've got to go through the ranks. Mm. So, it's we've had a debate over um, some of our episodes last year about this mm. idea of like you know, I think it was I think it was a Joel Tudor comment. You know, surfing is not a jock sport. You know, it's a kind of idea of the jocks versus the purists. You know, do you, mm -hmm. do you see surfing as sort of having some kind of identity unique to? Because I suppose there are so many people who surf. And they're not sports people. Oh yeah, 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 and mm. and yeah, I I do understand that, um, and I I I come from a sport background because I did I went to college and learned to be a PE teacher, so yeah. I did every sport you can think of. So yeah, I find I can compare it. Um, I I I don't know. No, I I don't suppose it isn't a jog sport. It can't be because every time you go in the water, you're you're not competing against the other people who are in there. No you're actually trying to get the best waves, which has yeah. nothing to do with competing yeah. against the people. Mm. So, you know, it isn't really a competition. Mm. It's just a demo of what you can do in 20 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a dance. It is, it's a dance, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, mm. and, and it's it's a random one as well. Because yeah. <laughs> you never know what's, what it's all going to throw at you. Yeah. I mean, that's really been shown this time. We've only gone through three rounds and there's loads of people up and down the, the ladder. Yeah, especially yeah. at this yeah. La Bacana. Well, look at Luke Dillon was yeah. like less than 0.5 away from beating Italo Ferreira, yeah. who was the last time winner. Yeah. And and it was only because Luke took two big waves hmm. and did, you know, big, solid manoeuvres on him. And Italo served on the inside. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, he made the wrong choice. Hmm. But it was close. Hmm. <laughs> But you've been that to... wouldn't have been a good end. <laughs> yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah, but you've been to an ISA Worlds there um, as well, Linda. You went to the, the ja in Japan. Was it Japan, the, in Miyazaki. The Japan? Yeah, yeah where, in they Japan. Were, where they were last time. Yeah, and I can well, remember that because this is what that was. Uh, Miyazaki. It was lovely, that Miyazaki, was. yeah, that's where the Ocean Dome used to be, the, the indoor wave pool as well. Uh, oh, but not when I it, was it, there. It went bankrupt, yeah. <laughs> oh, Just, that's right, yeah. too. Oh, it's a huge sports complex that's there. That's right, yeah. It's massive. That could have been, that probably is the same one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it could be. Yeah, I, I've been to Miyazaki. It was like a little river mouth. I don't know if that's yeah. just, there's an island. Like, yeah, there's an island at one end of it with a walkout and a big red. Yeah. A red thing, mm. temple thing. And what year was that? Yeah, uh, 1990. Right, oh, that was that. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I can remember, Herbie went, did yeah, Herbie yeah. went there? Yeah, yeah, I can remember. Yeah, was... he was the manager. He managed the team on that one. Oh, no, yeah, he did. He managed the team on that one. Oh, it was hilarious, that one was. Was it? Yeah, we went on um, Aeroflot. <laughs> <laughs> and there was chickens and goats on there as well. <laughs> well, some part of the way, yeah. yeah. It, but uh, no, it was just, amazing you know it was it was like half the price of going with anybody else because yeah. it was it was so far but um, Mike Cunningham arranged it for us and at the time Mike Cunningham was the um, secretary for the ISA right okay. he was actually running it wow and uh, he got us all out there us and the Irish we all travelled together <laughs> it was a scream we met we met them in Moscow 
and we had to sort of hang around the airport all night before we had our next flight out. Yeah. And there is absolutely, there was then nothing whatsoever to do. Mm. Nothing. It's just dark. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 And if, you can drink, I suppose. No, well, yeah, you could drink vodka. Yeah. <laughs> it's not much else. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we weren't allowed. Not on the way out. Oh, uh, right, yeah. But, yeah. What sort of size field was it then that year you competed in Miyazaki? Oh, you got me. Um... That was that was the one of the last ones where we did two contests. Right. There was one contest at Miyazaki, and then there was another contest at uh, uh, what's it called? It was uh, Nijima, an yeah. island off off Tokyo. Oh yeah. And we went out on a ferry yeah. to it. Yeah. All the whole contest yeah. got on a ferry. You can imagine if that had gone down, mm. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. It was the whole contest got on. We all got flown up from Miyazaki to Tokyo taken to the ferry, put on the ferry, taken out to Nijima and at the end of the contest there and it was like uh, by the end of the contest it was a graveyard for boards. Really? It snapped just just about half the boards that arrived on the island got wow. snapped on the island. Yeah. It was so heavy. It's a steep. dumping beach break. Isn't oh, it, Nijima, it's yeah. not a beach break. Yeah. It looks like white sand. Yeah. It's solid rock. Is it? Yeah. It's the strangest thing. Mm. It's just like, a, it's, it's really odd. It's like white, mm. white rock. And then did they have a grand final after that, or was it like the best? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, two two contests and then a grand final. Yeah, that yeah. was the one. Um, oh, who won that one? Hefara Tautini <laughs> from uh, Tahiti yeah. won the juniors. No, he won the open. Yeah, yeah, he won the open. Uh, it was just wild. That was yeah. I, I that one. I was like, I got actually got in the final of that, which I was amazed at because uh, you know I shouldn't have been anywhere near the final of that, but I had a good run in Miyazaki. Mm. So I just got myself in the grand final. That's amazing. That's really good. So the, the first ISA World you went mm. to then, where was that? France. That was France. Yeah. Right. Biritz. Biritz, Anglais. And we had one of our heats in um, Laftinia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Point break. Yeah. So walk us through that. And so, we, so we've got Biritz and then, and yeah. then the other ones that you went to. 82 was uh, Gold Coast. Right. In Australia, sponsored by a bikini company. <laughs> Men were really not disappointed because there were women walking around in these Brian something bikinis the whole right. time. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Uh, that, that was a good event, actually. That was lovely. And then um, then the next one was California, Huntington. Oh, it wasn't Huntington. That was, was that three like contests. Yeah, contests? that was three yeah. contests. We, we were in San Diego for the first one, Oceanside for the first one. Yeah. Then we went up to Santa Barbara. Right. And then it's back to Huntington for the finals. Right. And was that... So that was like... Two contests, grand yeah. final at Huntington. Oh, okay. I think. So then Japan... No, that yeah, that was 84. 86 was GB. It was Nuki. Oh, and that was... Just, later yeah, yeah, and that... That was... I think that was still two contests. Yeah, it must have been. It was held mm. as two contests. Mm. But it was all held there, you know, on that beach or thereabouts. And then Japan... Uh, no, 88, I didn't go. I'd. Um, that was because you were in... Uh, in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. We'd booked right. to go to Sri Lanka for the winter and it was in Puerto Rico and they pulled the contest forward to February. We were still out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt no, Stevens no. went to that one. Oh, that's right. And Con. Con did really well in that one. He got did the he? final of the longboard. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And no mobile phones or anything. No, no, used. no yeah. mobile phones. No, mm. we saw it. We somebody sent us. You know, some, there were phones. We phoned at home now and again, but we didn't bother much because we were on holiday. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, it's, um, we found out it was on, 
And because Mike Cunningham actually got in touch with us to ask if I could surf there because the, the, the other girls were away as well. Arlene yeah. had gone to California to study. Um, Eden hadn't, you know, she wasn't around. She'd gone somewhere Eden else. Burberry. Eden Burberry, yeah. yeah. So they were, they were short of, they didn't have any women for the team. Right. So I did get the, the call up. But uh, I, I just, we just didn't go. Simple as that, you know, just yeah. too short notice. Yeah. So in Puerto Rico, does it then come back to France again then in um, 19... 19- 90, am I 1990 right? was Japan. Japan. Yeah, then 92 was Lacanau. Lacanau, right. Mm. That's that it. was huge. Yeah. We had a storm. Yeah. Hell of a storm. Mm. And we'd had one in 91. You were there. I was there for that. wrapped up in your bin bag. I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I got a photo of that. Oh, yeah. I can remember in that when that tornado went past yeah, and pretty yeah. much wrecked the contest. Well, all like, the tents got blown over the road, remember? That's right, yeah. And it, it happened again in the wheels Is next it? year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy that year, oh, wasn't it? Huge. Remember you... running up the beach? Yes. Oh. It was the wind. I know what the current's like in France yeah. anyway, but um, Guts, remember Guts' final? Guts had to be, like he said, someone else to carry his board up the beach rim because they had to run up oh, the so beach. Oh, she had to do the run along to paddle yeah. back out yeah. again. Yeah. 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 The current was just... You ended up, you got out, you had your one wave, yeah. And if you and that was it, you had to come out and go back around. Otherwise, you were way outside the contest yeah. area. Nobody could see you. Yeah, I I, I can't remember dreadful. where it is and what year, but I can see Rhino doing the run around in a contest in one of those. That either, was that. I, either one I think it probably was. was that one. They were all running I, I up I the beach with him. All oh, right. It was either it was either, it was either a west facing Portuguese beach rig oh, or yeah, a west facing French beach rig. It was Grand Plat, not oh, Grand Plage. Prior Grand. And then it's awful. So then we've got. So then Brazil. Brazil in 94. And you went to that one, 94, and that's yeah. your last one. And Simon yeah. Tucker was in the yeah, British yeah. team for that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Simon was there. Yeah. And, that's, and I think that's when I, I start as a Grom, then I start following. Yeah, that'd be Sasha very right, Stocker wins that one, I think. And then, uh, oh, yeah. I think I can track him from there. Sasha Stocker, who went out in the first round. And then got into the repercharge. Yeah. Which is what Straight into the repercharge first round. <laughs> yeah. And he won it. Came yeah. all the way through the repercharge. Yeah. Talk about fit. And then yeah. the, other, the other name we should mention as well, you mentioned that Nuki contest. Mm. Now, this is before my time, but I know mm. of it, was the year when Mark Salisbury was the standout, you know, the guy who supposedly the invented guy. the floater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but then he died in a car crash, I think, did he, Mark Salisbury? Sanger Salisbury, they were calling him. Sanger, yeah, that. Sanger. Yeah. yeah. I remember Paul Lovell had uh, quite a friendship with um, Mark Sainsbury because I remember mm. they went to a Sainsbury, not Salisbury. Yeah. Sainsbury, Sainsbury, was, was yeah. it Sainsbury? Yeah. Yeah. Sanger Sainsbury. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he. I think Paul snapped his boards and uh, yeah, ended he up, lent him. He lent him his boards. And he lent him his boards. Paul, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. that must have been in the worlds as well? Was it? Yeah, I think it was. It yeah, Paul was in the team that year. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So it's it's like there's a kind of a global sort of family mm. that oh, convenes yeah. every two years. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was every two years. And, it's and now you, every you know year. People from, and now it's every mm. year, yeah. And yeah. they split the juniors from the Open as well. Yeah. And they go every year as well. So they have World Juniors, yeah. They've I up the juniors. demand. Yeah. <laughs> for content, for the, for the TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for TV. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> so, Lind, like, all the competitions aside, like, where did it all start for you? Was, mm-hmm. it, was it in Aberavon? Was that yeah, where? yeah. I was uh, a beach person. I was a swimmer. Right. So I learned to swim in the in the old Avon Lido, the yeah. big fifty meter pool. Yeah. And um, and then joined lifeguards because everybody did, and you all and ev- and we all wanted a job in the summer, a lifeguard in the pool or the beach or whatever. There were there was no paid lifeguards in the beaches then, so you had to get a job in the pool. And then if you were lucky and it was quiet in the pool, they'd send you out on the beach to patrol. Right. So it was great. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. It was lovely. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I had a job there, did the lifeguard stuff, and, and the lifeguard clubs there, well, that were club there, had a pile of surfboards in there, which people had just... They used to leave them there. They were they weren't didn't belong to the club. They belonged to people who left them there. So I used to go down and just steal a board and go in and have a surf. Yeah, and that's how it started. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Cause, so who else at that time was on the scene then that was sort of friendly with you and sort of came through the ranks that we would have people we would have known? Would you have thought? Um, in in Wales or yeah, in well PJ obviously PJ oh, used to come to Aberavon to surf all the time. Did he? Yeah, because he was living in Swansea. He was living in um, by Singleton Park, but there, right. uh, and so it was a shorter journey for him probably. to come to Aberavon than it was to go to Langenic. Probably quicker, yeah, and and more rewarding because you know he's he's a goofy foot, same as me. Yeah. So yeah, he he was always at Aberavon. The, the husband brothers, did you know them? Do you know um, Zippo? Zippo, we used to call him Adrian husband and uh, and Neil husbands, and they were like the rich boys on the block. <laughs> their father owned a cash and carry in Swansea, so they always had money in their pockets. <laughs> They're a good surfer, though. Yeah. Yeah. Neil's still around. You've, your old man knows Neil. Does he? Yeah. yeah. He, he was, uh, he's in Hawaii now. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't think he can come out, actually. <laughs> oh, he's just stuck in Hawaii? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same for my dad. Yeah, he's and, stuck in yeah, California. He's not yeah. complaining. No, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, and, and your dad, who are, there was mm. another one, is that time... Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, there weren't any other women particularly. You know, there were no other women who used to do competitions. Yeah. Unless they were, unless the contest turned up at their beach. Did you used to get treated differently by them or? By the blokes? Yeah. Nah. No. Nah. I was excited, I was, you know, one of the boys. Yeah. Because uh, in Aberavon, if you're not one of the boys, you don't get any waves. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes. The point's, the point's the same. Yeah. Certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from when your daughter's out there, then she, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the same. She, she does the same as she I does, used to. She does yeah, the same absolutely. Thing, yeah. I'm having this one, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and the name that I thought you might have mentioned, but you didn't. But so, where did Herbie come into all of this? Oh, Herbie, I met. Uh, didn't meet up with Herbie until 1984. Oh, right. Yeah. After I'd been to California. And was Herbie surfing at that yeah. point? Yeah. Yeah. He was surfing way before that. He'd been out. He spent about. Oh, I think maybe two or three years before that, they'd been out to um, Canaries and they they were the last few. He used to go out with Arwen Davis and Benny mm. and that crew. And I think they were the last ones to camp on um, the, the, the desert. The desert, yeah, uh, right, yeah. Before they built on the desert. It's hard to, to, to actually imagine, imagine what yeah. it must have I been never, like. I never went out there when it was like that. So yeah. I couldn't imagine it. But yeah, they had months of that. In fact, Herbie had a, a VW van and they drove down there and went over on the ferry wow. from Cadiz. Well, that's, a, that's half a that's journey. Because yeah, yeah. they wanted to take the van because they were sleeping, they were living in it, you know. Mm. Uh, and the, I think they actually came back in it as well. Uh, but it just gave up on them in Spain. So they ended up getting on the train and coming, coming on by train eventually. Mm. I can't remember who he said he was travelling with now, but I think it could have been Arwen, actually. Mm. There was a crowd of them from Southern Down and that. So that was early, early 80s. Right. Yeah. So you'd, at this point, you already had started collecting titles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what prompted you in the beginning to realise that surfing was something that you were going to... Nothing. Compete. <laughs> I, I had the only, I entered the, we had the Welsh Championships came to Aberavon in 1970. Mm. And, and it was you got to go in, Sour Beach, you know, it was one of those. So I, I went in and won that. Uh, there were two other girls from our beach who I've 
since hooked up with on Facebook, which is hilarious because, yeah. you know, they those two were second and third, but we were all just local girls. Um, and then I went off to college for three years. Right. So that was 71, 72, 73 and 74. I was away most of the time and, and I wasn't even interested. I didn't think about going to contests. Mm. And, and actually, at the time, the competitions, um, just about that time, were run by the Surf Life Saving Association. Right. The British Surfing had formed, but wasn't always running the British Championships. Right. It was a weird one. And then I finished um, college, came back, and, and I still wasn't, you know, I went to the Welsh that year, 75 was my first Welsh. Uh, and I, I I was the only girl there. I was the only girl entered, so I went in the men's. <laughs> so, right. So I got in the I got into the semi finals. Yeah. <laughs> and they said you can't go in there because we're choosing the team for the Europeans. Opet will give you the ladies' title. Instead, because they wanted you out of the way. So <laughs> yeah, they yeah, yeah. So and there were six man heats that was. Yeah. So so that. And so that was the first of how many Welsh titles? Uh, nineteen, but um, uh, you know, at least four were default because there were no other women there. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. 19. I always went in the water, right. but the men would always go, get out here. We don't want you there. Emily Williams wasn't sure, but I think uh, yeah. she's going to be a bit disappointed when she loses. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask her, I said, do you have any Linda Scott Emily? And she said something like, oh, I'm not sure, but I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. So, Lynn, you were uh, part of the uh, those early Welsh championships down in Freshwater West. Mm. There was a, a particular character down there called uh, Denzel Smith, who yeah. uh, you uh, talk quite fondly of. Tell yeah, us a little Denzel, bit about him. He was amazing. He was, he was uh, part of the beginning of the WSF. He was always on the beach. He was the eternal beach marshal. Um, but he, he was a brilliant organiser. He used to organise everything. He, he was the one who sourced the, the, the vests, you know, to wear in the water and... Everything he was, he was great. Gower Lifeguard Surf Club, he was same as PJ. PJ used to work for him. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he was a stonemason. Oh, he, right. he employed PJ to cart everything round and drive the vans <laughs> and put the gravestones in the graveyards, <laughs> dig the grave. Yeah, PJ used to dig graves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was his first job, I think. PJ <laughs> digging graves for Denzel. Yeah, he was a real character. And he did it for years and years and years. He was always reliable, always on the beach, you know. Him and his wife, she she used to tally all the scores up. And and these are the guys who kind of founded the WSF. Yeah, yeah, WSF. Um, I think it started. Uh, it was either seventy one or seventy two. I th- I think Ronnie Williams was the first secretary. You know, right. Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Ronnie? Now of uh, <laughs> now of Burley Heads. Yeah, Burley yeah. Heads fame. Yeah. Burley Heads and Bitcoin. Right, yes, he's I a know. Bitcoin he man. He's, into his Bitcoin, he's always, yeah. Is he? yeah. He's there Gosh, on Instagram yeah. to be found. Ron, Ron Milk. Ron Milk, yeah, well, his first job was a milkman. Ah. Oh, I always wondered yeah. why he was Ron that. He's yeah. from okay. Cardiff. Right. Um, yeah, and I think he probably had a couple of spells in Cardiff prison along the way as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ron, he was yeah. a real right nutter. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was hilarious. He was, uh, you know, when they put the road in to go down to, um, when, when, down uh, to build. Yeah, the road that goes to Scare, yeah, you know the the road that goes down yeah. to Scare, and the, then it carried on to build a new harbour, right. Because they were taking stone from the quarry, right, um, just up here, yeah, and taking it along that road and along the beach to put into the new harbour, you know, the, the walls like the mm. long arm, and um, when they first opened that road, Ronnie used to just go down there all the time in his in his little whatever car he had then, you know, to surf. 
to surf, yeah, yeah. yeah they just used oh, to was it a private the road? road? Oh, yeah. you weren't, you weren't yeah. Oh, okay. But it was a lorry road. It was really rough Full old of road, Euclids you know? and big old. Uh, it was all the lorries. And... The lorries are going down there all the time. The road is still actually you sorted can see there. Bits of it there yeah, yeah, they took the bridge away to go over. Um, there was a bridge over. Oh, the so you, that's why you wouldn't be able to drive. Yeah, too scared. Yeah. yeah. But no, you can you can still the road is still there. You is can it? still the first bit of the road is you know they you can still sort of use. Right. Um. It's it, it's just like Ronnie was terrible. He was terrible for going down there all the time. He got stopped. He got you know he managed to get the key for the gate. You know you know he's like he's terrible. But yeah, he's he was the first secretary, and um, there were a few others involved. Gary Gary Russell from Puthcall. Um. Um, I don't think Mike Cunningham was in on the beginning of it. D- Dave Fryer was. Dave right. Fryer and, and Johnny K. Peck. I was going to say, where, where, Johnny? where does Johnny K. Peck come into this? Oh, I was then. Gonna say, yeah. <laughs> pretty near the beginning. There's a photo, I think it's, PJ's in it. I think it's Johnny K. Peck, yeah. PJ, Tony Howe. Yeah. And I forget. Phil Hayward. Phil Hayward. Mm. In, and, and, and I think they're the British team going to. Nah, no, no, no. Um, uh, I'm not sure if they were in the British team. No, well, it might be a Welsh team. Yeah, no, but, they, but there's a classic photo. Yeah, it is classic. Those, Four um, of them standing there, looking all exactly the same. Yeah, I got one. I got that yeah. somewhere. Yeah, no, Phil Hayward's out in Australia. Mm. Johnny's all right, as far as I know. He's yeah. He's you know he's had a couple of episodes, but uh, he spent a long time then in the thick of the WSF. Johnny oh yeah, did Johnny well, did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, and the, and the big trip was to go down to Fresh for the Welsh. Yeah. We used to, everyone stayed, you know, randomly stayed in Pembroke. Yeah. And we used to just rave it up in Pembroke for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and we used to be, everyone used to camp down there because it wasn't National Trust or parks yeah. or anything then. Right. You just used to go down and camp in the dunes and, mm. you know, carry on from there. And we're jumping around our yeah. timeline a little bit. You've been, yeah. <laughs> you, you're into the, your entry to the, to the sort of WSF team. Is early eighties. Yeah, Mike Cunningham ran the WSF for as the secretary after Ronnie. Ronnie decided to um, skip. Uh, I'm trying to think when now. No, no, I don't. I don't know. But Ronnie stopped being secretary. Mike Cunningham took it on, Mm. and he took it on for a while. But then he got. um, He became British uh, administrator. Right. And that was eighty late eighty eighty one. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was nineteen eighty actually. And then um, Robin Bramel was secretary for, of the Welsh for a year, mm. and he he had all the records going back from there back mm. to you know the late sixties, and he had a shop in Swansea, didn't he? Mm. Remember? Yeah. The do you remember the first shop he the had? The wave graffiti shop. Was no, it? Oh, that came later. No, he had a little shack. Do you know? You know where all this fuss is about the skate park now. Mm. Bit in Swansea by Black Mill. Oh yeah, Black Pill was it? Black, Black Pill. Pill. Yeah. Mm. Opposite that, there was a little like tree, not a tree Yeah, it was the what's the name of the pub? The Woodman's. Was the it Wood- the West by West? No, Crow? it's the Woodman's oh. pub. So it's op- It's like there used to be a little uh, at Black Pill. There used to be a little um, hall where they were, everyone showed films. Mm. Well, Rob's dad did. Right. You know, Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used to show Bob his films Blythe, in yeah. there, Bob Blythe. Mm. And so there was a little community there. The pub the little village hall, and then they built some, like, indus- not industrial, but, like, shopping-type units in the mm. car park of the pub, basically. Mm. And uh, he had one of those, and it burned down. And all the records he had of, of the WSF went with it. So there's a big gap in the, in those records. Wow. So unless somebody from a club has got some... Then that's it. You know, then that's it. Send out an appeal now. I've then. done it. Oh, I've, right. I've done it ages ago, because Ronnie would be the one. Ronnie mm. was still around then. Mm. 
and he was run he was part of Welsh coast so he would have had some of the stuff so but of course it was all done by letter oh yeah <laughs> nothing digital mm. nothing you could keep it was it was photos letters and newspaper cuttings yeah. <laughs> and they've all gone and mm. then and then Robin came up to Scotland with us in 81 for the Europeans mm. and then he stopped he gave up so I on, basically on the way back from Scotland he said oh I'm not doing this anymore because you know I've lost the the shop and everything I need to concentrate on my my living so and, and all the boys said oh you can do it Linda I said oh all right then <laughs> you know there was by then I was a qualified teacher and <laughs> working and so responsible and all that so 1981 yeah so I can make a, I can make a great jump across the timeline here then very neatly <laughs> that means Linda that you've been a stalwart of the WSF for 40 years I know how scary is that how now. scary is that I did try to duck out when I had Ang <laughs> Harris <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> You know, who was still involved? Yeah. We still had the shop. Yeah. No chance. It's like a boomerang. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like the person at home taking the phone calls and and me still making the arrangements for everyone to travel. Yes, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because who didn't do that? He <laughs> <laughs> just did the travel bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah to, he dealt with the people. I was quite happy to leave the people go. And yeah, you know, throw the timeline out the window. Yeah, I just want to jump around while you're mentioning Herbie Hugh John there mm-hmm. again. I do want to publicly uh, name and shame him here on Crest because a little known fact about him, he was at one point, wasn't he, British kneeboard champion? Um, I don't think it was British. Oh, was it? No, right. no. I European. Think, uh, <laughs> no, he came fifth in the European. Did he? Because kneeboard. Dick, it was in it was in um, Portugal. The first time he we went to Portugal in Aveiro, um, right. Dick was there Dick as the Emery. kneeboarder, Dick Emery, and he bust his finger, he right. broke his finger, and there was only one kneeboard in the team then, so Dick couldn't surf, and we all went, oh, Dick, you've only broken your finger. <laughs> you need that for a kneeboard. But uh, no, he couldn't do it, Not couldn't possibly do it, so Keith Storer, who was there as a judge, Anthony and who, Anthony yeah. Storer's father, who was there as a judge, and who, who was there as the manager, surfed off. To on kneeboards, knee yeah, but they but they only had one kneeboard between them, so they they took they took turns and going in, and all our judges. Then that yeah. was like, um, well, it wasn't Keith obviously then, but uh, there was they all stood on the beach, voting who was going to win and who wasn't. And I think before they even went in the water, they all went, "Herbie's doing it." <laughs> <laughs> so he Brilliant. did. So he did it, and uh, he he you know he came fifth. It was quite funny. So he's a decorated final Milo, then. Yeah. yeah, I think he's won. The, I think he he might have won the, the kneeboard in the Welsh one year when right. nobody else turned up and he went in for the club. Hey, it counts. You know that yeah. sort of thing. That all counts. I'm pretty sure points. he never won the British show. Right. No, I'm I'm very sure he never won the British. And um, amidst all of your contributions to the administration of Welsh surfing, mm. you've got a pedigree in swimming as well and swimming coaching and you, you you're talking about coming from the swimming background can I just ask about yeah. that as well yeah well I, t- I had a, a you know I had a, a young swimming background because I, t- I had uh, Welsh titles when I was young right. age group titles and so um, you add them to the 19 other titles and we got you into the 20s then for oh the Welsh titles, titles. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and then before I went to California I decided I wanted to get really fit that was 1984 and I was working at the time over in University Swimming Pool in Swansea. Right. I was doing basic rubbish swimming pool job, 
but it also involved some lect some like part-time lecturing with the students the PGC students who came in there so it was like a crossover job you know yeah. but it, it, I had plenty of spare time <laughs> yeah. so I used to swim then I, I got back in the swimming pool and one of the guys who was there at the time was an Olympic swimming coach right he just started the Swansea the, the full-on Swansea squad thing and um he 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 said, Oh, you can do this, you can do this. and he and he said, Right, you need to get you need a, an aim. So he said, Enter the Masters, the Welsh Masters Championships. And I said, I never even heard of that. He said, Yeah, it goes up in age groups, five year blocks. Right. And is it the same as the surfing masters? No, or, no, no, this must, is much this, younger, that would be insane. Yes, yeah, this it? starts at um it starts at I'm trying to think now, it starts at thirty, I think. Yeah. No, it must start one before that. 25 to 30, because I was just 30 then. Wow. I was just uh, 25 to 30, 30 to 35. Mm. And it goes right up to like 90 plus. You know, you can right. swim all your life and, yeah. and you can just enter this thing. So I said, yeah, OK, I'll do that. And I entered and he said, oh, I enter everything <laughs> <laughs> to make you train harder. Right. And, and the only thing I cut, I just, I'm hopeless at is backstroke. I hate swimming backstroke. It's just right. one of the things I just don't like. So I entered the butterfly, the front crawl, the breaststroke, the IM, and the 400 metres. And I went, I went off to Cardiff to do this, and I ended up with six titles. But Welsh titles. Welsh titles. Yeah. So we have, lo- so yeah, we have lost count. Yeah, 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 yeah I've lost count. We've it? lost count. <laughs> so that was so hilarious. So if we take the junior ones out, then we can call it 25 Welsh titles across swimming and surfing yeah. at senior or you know, senior oh, yeah, levels, yeah. and then junior ones as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and how many British titles? Well, ten. It's sort a nice of thing. round figure. Nice round figure, and and I I won the universities championships once as well. Oh, uh, well, I was in college. Yeah, no swimming. Swimming. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, we uh... <laughs> we salute you. Yeah. But you, better, you, you better keep going. <laughs> you just get st- you've just done that in one year, Em. <laughs> um, and so sport. I was going to say, as well as all those accolades, Lind, at the same time, there was another sport that you were playing. And I know this because I remember my dad talking very fondly about you and uh, your abilities. It yeah. was what was what was volleyball. That? It was volleyball. Yeah. And what was it? So you were who were you playing for at that um, time? I, I was playing for the Avonlido, as far as I know. It was, yeah, the Avonlido volleyball. Um, I played volleyball when I was in college. Right. I played for Kent. <laughs> Because we we were in Kent, okay, and the college was in Kent, and basically our our college volleyball team were the Kent volleyball team, right? So yeah, played played volleyball then, and netball was my other sport. And then uh, uh, yeah, did you have any other titles? Then did you did the nah, teams win? No, nah, we didn't win any titles. No university titles, just, just matches, nah. right? Just yeah. enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I love volleyball. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a killer yeah. sport though. You just. You just dent everything. Oh dear. Yeah, you dent your knees, your elbows, you know. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah, I did seem to remember my dad coming home. Always. In fact, I think he broke his leg one time. He was uh, always like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to and... put, um, you know, the old the, the tubular bandage yeah. over your elbow, oh, well, you know, over your wrists. And and actually, when we were in the lighter, it was so cold, we used to wear tops, you know. <laughs> and were you ever worried you'd hurt yourself and that that would nah, cause a problem? It's the same as if you're a skateboarder and you don't think yeah. about it, you just enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I did have uh, some injuries from netball, mm. which didn't do my surfing any good, and knee injuries. Mm. So I played netball quite a lot. And was, you know, when you were going from event to event in those years, then mm. what, what was your sort of, how, how do you keep goals in place? You know, when it's like, you're, you know, you're picking up British titles, mm. you know, you're picking up 
titles in other sports if you need to and, and you know so so was each year a case of like right I want to win the British one or, or were you were your goals on get to the ISA Worlds and then you know how you would do no, on that international I, do you know stage? what I didn't really have those goals I the only thing that was in my head was uh, I wanted to represent Wales or Britain right and I didn't uh, early on it was because my first title was a complete accident yeah. in 1975 I won the Welsh got kicked out to the semi-finals Went down to the British yeah. and won that. Yeah. And I, you know, it's basically the first year I didn't know what the judges were looking for. Yeah. I was just going in and surfing, mm, which yeah. is what everyone did then. Mm. And then that same year, then, 75, I was called up to go down to France for the Europeans. Mm. And I won that. Mm. And I, and all the whole time it was like, oh, I must be doing something right. You know, you just don't know what you're doing though. It wasn't, it wasn't until I actually wanted to go to Japan mm. in 1990 that I had some kind of a, and that was because you just wanted, I wanted to, to go Japan. to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I thought, what a good opportunity. They're going to take us all over the place and, you know, they're going to wine us and dine us and show us everything in a short space of time. And I thought it would be great. Cost me a fortune, mine. Was it? Yeah. We, it, it, at the time, we had a British Cup running mm. and there were four events, Jersey, England, Scotland and Wales. And you had to do three out of the four to qualify well to get your points for it yeah. and the, and there was the British Championships as well so there were five contests yeah. that you needed and your top four results were going to count mm. um, and so I travelled all over the country doing that and then when it came to going to the um, the Worlds we had to put our hands in our pockets as well really yeah of course yeah it's always been the case it's not you know there's mm. never been there, it was it was part funded the sports council had funded they did used to fund uh, national teams to go to like the welsh sports council did when it was the welsh sports council and so did um the the british sports council for a while uk sport they put they they gave us like half of what we needed to get there mm. um and at the time the host nations had to put you up and pay for your food right it was a hell of a commitment to mm. be a host nation mm. Well, we did that in in eighty six. Everyone was put up in Perimpoth, that's right. Yeah. In, the, in the caravan park in Perimpoth, mm. the whole contest was there. But the, that accommodation had to be paid for by the host nation and all your food while you're there, and the transport back and forth to beach. And the the Japanese take hospitality. Oh, it was very it was amazing, absolutely incredible. Mm. I mean, it cost like I say, it cost me about a, at least a thousand pound traveling around the country to qualify, mm. and then it was another grand to go out there. Mm. Um, but then when you're there, all done. We were even they even paid for the flight between Miyazaki to Tokyo, mm. and you know out to the, the, out to the oh, it was, it was amazing, yeah, fantastic. What a yeah, it's a lovely place. I would go back there tomorrow. Apart from the COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, that was excellent. Thanks for that, Linda. First part of an amazing life story there, and there is a lot more to come. Part two of this interview contains some incredible insight into Linda's ability to foster winning mindsets as well as her technical knowledge. We'll also hear about some of the big characters she's known over the years and the surf trip nightmare to end them all. Keep an eye out on the 21st of June when the next episode of Crest, in partnership with Elusive, arrives in your podcast app of choice. 